When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's my pleasure to welcome you to the Clark Howard Show. You know, our mission is to serve you with knowledge, with information that empowers you so you're able to make better financial decisions in your life. Today, I've got some evidence to back up why I'm so into automatic stuff, automatic savings, automatic patterns, where it's just part of what you do that every single day you do this, 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 and this routine, building good habits makes a difference in life. And I want to talk about automatic enrollment in savings accounts, retirement accounts, anything like that that creates really positive habits in your life and will change your life. So a lot of people get to a point where they're like, I'm tired of working. I want to bag it. And you don't have enough money saved to retire today. But there's an alternative people are grabbing onto. I'm hearing more and more. That's retiring overseas. We're going to talk about that later. Because what are the ups and downs of doing that? We'll talk that through. So my employees in the company, I automatically enroll. You may have heard me say this before, but I'm just to say it briefly. I automatically enroll them in our 401k. And then I match dollar for dollar the first six or seven percent of what they make. I always forget if I do six or seven. Anyway, our participation rate has been virtually a hundred percent through the history of the company. I've had one employee in all the years who after being automatically enrolled begged off and did not save through the retirement plan. That seems to be pretty much the pattern. It's a classic behavioral economics thing. When you leave somebody to their own devices to do something, they may have the best of intentions, they just don't get to it. So this may seem very um, authoritarian to automatically enroll people and pull money right out of their check, but it's their choice to opt out. And that's the cool thing. Almost nobody does. There's been a lot of skepticism about all the states around the country that are automatically enrolling people in a state-provided retirement plan for the uh, roughly, I think, 60 million Americans don't have a retirement plan at work. They may work for a really small place. They don't have the ability or funds to set up a retirement account. So the state has these plans that you're mandatorily enrolled in. And now 19 states, according to MarketWatch, which is a publication owned by the same owner as the Wall Street Journal. And so their experience is that people who had not been saving any money who work for these small companies suddenly find themselves in a habit of savings. And 70% are staying the course. That's less than would in a uh, traditional large employer 401k or even a smaller employer 401k that has mandatory enrollment. But it's still great because of that 70%, most weren't saving anything for the future before. 
So that's why I talked to you about, like, my favorite thing, the Roth IRA, that you set it up where you have automatic contributions every month, that you just keep contributing to that Roth IRA, and you don't let life get in the way. You just keep doing it. Money in a savings account, automatically, split deposit of each paycheck. Have some money go into a mad money fund, an emergency fund, a rainy day fund, whatever you want to call it, fund that's in a savings account with a split deposit. Because we as people are so busy in our lives, there's so much noise in our lives. And so setting things up, whether it's done for you with an automatic enrollment in a plan by your state or by your employer, uh, they're actually doing you a big favor. Stay the course. If you don't have anybody pushing you to do it, push yourself. Set up that Roth IRA. You can open them with $1 at my favorite low-cost children, my three favorite children. Anyway, you can, dollar will get you in. Schwab Fidelity Vanguard. Thank you. And you just build up over time and increase what you contribute and build financial security for yourself. You know, recently I talked about something that really surprised people, and that's that 12% of American families end up being millionaires. 12% of American families are millionaires right now. They're older. Most of them didn't hit it big in their own company or invent something like a rocket or something. No, they did it just by everyday work and taking money from that everyday work and putting some of it aside for the future and enough time built enough wealth to make them a millionaire. Not everything's about money, but money is important as you go through the stages of life so that you have choices and you have independence. And so if that's something you would call an obsession, it is an obsession because I want you to have those choices. I want you to be at a point in your life that even if you don't want to bag work, you can do something you really love doing volunteering a lot at your church or a community organization or a charitable group that really means a lot to you or doing something for work that you really love, like me someday being the door greeter at Costco. Absolutely. Whatever it is that you do what brings you joy instead of doing what you feel like you have to to be able to pay your bills. All right, let's go to some questions. This one's from Margaret in Georgia. Can I see your receipt? <laughs> You'd be Shows so you have six items so here, and I see seven in your cart. What other careers? You, Costco door greeter, Uber Lyft driver, Southwest desk attendant. <laughs> I no, I, I think I'd have more fun being a Southwest flight, flight attendant. attendant. Yeah, you would love that. Know okay. that the closest exit is not necessarily in front of you. There are two exits <laughs> in the front, four over the <gasps> wings, and two in the back. I mean, you're hired. <laughs> All right, let's go to Margaret in Georgia. You frequently say people shouldn't get a car loan for more than 42 months. I'm always puzzled by that. Is it your point that you can't afford the car if it takes you a decade to pay for it? I get that, but I've never seen or heard of a 42-month car loan. Also, I generally take a four-year or even five-year loan, but pay off my car in three years or less. It gives me peace of mind to know I can make smaller payments if something happens like job loss, etc., can you comment on this? Sure, Margaret. I sure can. Yes, it is true. I'm an anachronism. A lot of credit unions and banks no longer write 
three-and-a-half-year loans. They no longer write the 42-month loan. I'm trying to make a point, a serious point. People are taking out car loans up to eight years now, 96 months. And uh, very common people take out a 72-month loan or a 60-month loan. Let me lay this out for you. You are upside down that entire loan. You owe more on the vehicle than what it's worth through the cycle of that loan. That is so dangerous for your financial health. You have a hiccup in your life and you can't make the payment. You can't even sell the car because you owe more on it than what it's worth and you're already short of funds. I'm trying to use this as a way to wake people up because I used to say 36 months and people thought I was completely out of my mind. So I went to 42. I will not go to 48. I will not say it, even though 48 is. You said it. See, if I say 48 (laughs) and people will say, oh, Clark's saying take out a 48. So uh, it's not that much more to do a 60 month. I'm trying to fight the incrementalism of being there and really wanting that car so bad you can taste it. And in that moment of weakness, you say, oh, well, I mean, I can afford the payment if I do 72-month loan. That's the whole thing. I'm trying to keep people in a tight box of how much debt you take out for how long. But impressive that Margaret pays hers off early every time. Very impressive, three years or less. Steven in Colorado says, FYI, I tried Consumer Reports' permission slip app on one of Clark's favorite companies. Not. This was the response. Unfortunately, T-Mobile has recently changed their privacy policy, and we can no longer complete your request on your behalf. To complete your permission slip request to T-Mobile, please follow instructions provided by them. Apologies in advance for the inconvenience. So, yeah, this is the only company that I've done permission slip, that it's bounced back. We can't do it because of whatever roadblock T-Mobile's put in place. Uh, they're really starting to work my last nerve at mm, T-Mobile, aren't they? Dancing on it? Yeah, not so good. I'm, I'm really sorry, and you are right. That is true. Craig in Utah says... Oh, I should say what permission slip is. Oh, yeah. It's an app you download, and... If you want to stop companies from spying on you so much and selling off your data to who knows who, uh, Consumer Reports set up this app called Permission Slip, and you go through and you see what companies you're doing business with, and you let them know you want your privacy protected. You tell them how, and in theory, it goes through automated, and you're done. T-Mobile's put up a roadblock to prevent it from working. Craig in Utah says an article on Clark.com talks about the $250 monthly purchase threshold for upgrading to the $120 annual Costco executive membership so you can get 2% on all Costco purchases. But doesn't using the Costco City Visa also give 2% rewards on all Costco purchases? I have a $60 a year business membership and I get 2% using that card. Yeah, but you're getting 2% instead of 4%. You get two each. So you buy something in Costco that's $100, if you have the executive membership and you have the city visa, Costco, whatever they call it, you're now paying $96 instead of $100. So you double your savings. So if you as a business are doing a lot of shopping there, wow, is it your friend? Because you're getting 2% cash back on everything you buy up to a rebate of $750 or $1,000. It's a lot of money you get back. And you get all the money from using the credit card. 
So getting 4% back on everything you do is really great. It's twice as good. So that's why if you're doing a lot of shopping, paying the extra 60 per year is good. And at any moment now, it's going to be new numbers because the cost of the regular membership and the executive, who knows what day they're going to raise it. But they've already said it's coming. They just haven't told us when. So I may even miss the day they raise mm-hmm. it. Would that be bad that they could have raised it yesterday and I missed it? Maybe. That would be bad. Anyway, coming up ahead, we're going to talk about the affordable option. Uh, I think we're in the millions of Americans now using when they retire. They're retiring overseas. Once you know it's not a panacea, but it can work for many people. I want to tell you the ups and the downs. So there's been a number of posts recently about What is wrong with me that I like to travel so much and love going all over the place? And if my wife and I were going to settle in a foreign country, for her, it would automatically be Italy. If we someday in retirement would locate to another country, no question she would want Italy. I'd want Panama. And uh, so, I don't know, maybe we could split the year between two. I don't know. But the reason most people are retiring somewhere else is not a daydream like me. Wow, wouldn't it be great to be here or there or whatever? It's they don't have the money to retire in the U.S. maybe ever. Because a lot of people don't have enough cash to live. I was talking to somebody who has family in Eastern Europe. And he was telling me that he doesn't have enough savings. His plan is when he retires, he's going back to where his family is and he's going to retire in Eastern Europe because the cost of living is, by his telling, one-fourth of what it is in the United States. So a lot of Americans, Portugal's been really in lately, Mexico's always been in, Costa Rica, Panama, gosh, there are countries around the globe that have been very popular. Thailand is really in with Americans now. And people are going because it's the lifestyle they want at a much lower cost. And in many of these countries, just having a social security check will be enough to live. But there are things that are potential downsides of doing this. One, you're away from your friends and family. Two, the health care may not be of the quality or may not be available as you need it like it's available to you in the United States. And three, you could have a lot of tax problems. Gosh, there are a lot of tax accountants now that their specialty is dealing with Americans who are now living overseas. And wherever you're thinking of going, wherever you're thinking of living, don't buy a place. Test drive it. See what you think. And get on message boards that are for Americans living overseas in whatever community or country it is. And there will be people who talk about the tax stuff. There will be recommendations about experts who are really good at advising about the tax. I talked, uh, gosh, a year or two ago about a lengthy story in either the Detroit News or Detroit Free Press about a lot of people in Michigan who live, uh, who retire into Canada and then are having all kinds of tax problems 
living in Canada as an American citizen. And so having the proper tax advice and tax help is really important if you are going overseas. But again, rent for an extended period of time and what seems right to you may later prove not to be. We have friends who were lucky to become pretty wealthy in their 40s, and they literally picked up their lives when their kids were launching into adulthood. They picked up and they moved to Rome, Italy, and they moved both feet in. They had rented for a while. Now they bought a place there. They're happy as clams. They're just so happy to be there. So it's got to fit you. It's got to be the lifestyle that fits you, the place that you like, and you got to figure out how you're going to deal with the family friend thing that you're now away from. If you could live anywhere in the world, Krista, oh boy, where would it be? I don't know. I mean, in the United States, no, I'd outside live the in United Hawaii. States, anywhere in the world. Oh, Hawaii, <laughs> but outside of the U.S. Yeah, but Hawaii blows the whole thing about lower cost of living. I, I also worry about the medical, you know, insurance and stuff too. Wherever I'm going to be, that's important too. Yeah, that's why the medical yeah, is a big so factor. Big. So big. So I would say if that were the case, I don't know. I mean, I'd love Italy, but I'd have to think about right. There's so many places. Well, just daydream. Yeah. And forget all the ups and downs. If you could live anywhere on earth, where would it be? Um, I think it wouldn't be one place. I'd want to go. I'd want to be like a nomad. You'd like to be like uh, my like brother, brother Gary and his wife, Deborah, just... That's why Travel I like the globe. my guilty pleasure show, House Hunters International, that I've talked about before. Oh, you so, want to go look at terrible houses in no, different places no, in the world? No, no, this is what people, no, this is very nice sometimes. But oh, okay. A lot of times it's people like wanting to have a new life or maybe they're retired and they want to move to where they've always vacationed. And so you see they, there are three houses and they decide between three options, which really, you know, they're looking at more. I'm sure it's staged, but it's interesting for me to see what things cost in different. We talked about this before. Okay, so okay. People, I got to tell a funny aside to that. People who read the New York Times may have seen their thing where they follow somebody along trying to buy a place to live in, somewhere in New York City. And there was one recently with somebody who was spending $400,000 oh on a 400 square foot fixer upper that didn't have a kitchen. I mean, 400,000. It's insane. It is insane. All right, let's go to questions. This one is from John in North Carolina. How do all of the scammers, car warranty, and Medicare disadvantage plan sales callers continue to use so many different phone numbers? My wife and I are bombarded daily by these calls. Even with the ability to block phone numbers, somehow they call again just using another number. How do they use so many numbers and how do we, the consumers, stop them? So this is something the Federal Communications Commission, the FCC, has really tried on. The three big cell phone carriers, AT&T, Verizon, and T-Mobile, have really tried. They've been required to. And there's a thing called shaken and stirred or stir and shaken, whatever, that's supposed to validate that the number is a real number. The problem is an arcane one. There are a lot of microphone companies that are uh, setting up, not necessarily even in the United States, and they are offering phone service to all these crooks that are trying to call you and rip you off. And so every time they change a number, they get a new one, that one gets blocked, they do another one. And the systems designed under 
shaken and stir, stir and shaken, whichever it's called, is designed to validate that it's a real number registered for real and not a spoof number. And unfortunately, the technology is trailing what the criminals are doing with their enablers at these little phone companies that are just trying to make money. They take big money from the crooks, and then they look the other way. So my answer stays the same. Never, ever answer a call if it's not a family member or friend. Otherwise, let it go to voicemail. If it really is from somebody you need to talk to at some company or whatever, you can always call them back and hear bad music on hold. John in New York says our small business is celebrating our 10-year anniversary in March. Congratulations. Congrats. And we'd like to take the team and their spouses on a trip to celebrate. I'm not sure where to start to establish a budget and destination. There are 12 of us plus one each, and we'd prefer to travel in the spring to a warm destination, preferably on the East Coast or Caribbean for a Thursday to Sunday for minimum business disruption. Thanks for any advice. We enjoy listening and hearing about your team trips. So we've just booked our latest, Mm -hmm. and it happened on a Friday night because I have no life, (laughs) and I found a sail fare to Italy. Because how many times have we talked about yeah. Italy, this podcast? So it was from various airports across the United States. It was from 608 to 668. I think I may have seen an alert on Scott's, uh, what used to be called Scott's Cheap Flights, yep. now known as Going. And that was the, it's not the economy fare, because that was even cheaper, but we wanted everyone to be able to. Yeah, it was 400 and something round trip if you'd sit in basic economy. Don't do that to yourself. So. It was not an alert to Italy. It was an alert to Spain and somewhere else. And I thought, well, let me see where else is on sale. And I kept looking. And I found these deals. And we bought this deal to Italy for 600 whatever round trip. And we now have, it's 42 people going. Mm-hmm. Maybe the number. A lot of people. Yeah. So in your case, don't narrow your search too much. Know that if you widen it a little and let the deals speak to you, you'll find something great. Uh, Google has an explore tool on trips. Kayak has a tool called kayak.com, K-A-Y-A-K, kayak.com slash explore. Put in your departure airport or best departure airport in New York. And by the way, New York City has the lowest fares internationally in the United States. Um, data is really clear on that and you can look on explore and see all the deals as far as going to the caribbean your company birthdays in march go after april 20th if you're going to do the caribbean that's the date that the prices of both flights and resorts drop a lot Lyndon, mississippi says i keep seeing ads for getting cash back with the upside app what is your opinion on it So the Upside app is legit. Uh, We did an extensive review of it a year and a half ago on Clark.com. We tried it. Uh, The way it works is uh, participating businesses, which are usually local businesses, maybe a gas station, a restaurant, that kind of thing. You use the app. You scan in your purchases at the eligible places, the actual register receipt. And then you get money back from them. It is legit. It's a lot of work. And you're not going to get a huge amount of money. But it does bring you some money at the margins. And if you want to read 
the full how-to on it, the article we have is still, as best we know, completely accurate today, a year and a half later. And I want to thank you so much for joining us today. It's time for today's Clarkie. And Krista, who's it from? Nina. Hey there, this is Nina from North Carolina. And I just had to call in and say that I am Clark's favorite Clarkie. And I have been listening to the podcast and reading your books for the last 10 to 15 years. Unfortunately, I didn't find you until after my college education when I was looking for some resources to become more financially savvy, and I stumbled upon your podcast and your books, and I just wanted to say I paid off my last large medical bill last month, and I'm set to have my private student loans paid off by Christmas. Super excited. Merry Christmas. That's a that. great Christmas and gift to yourself. And then be able to put that money towards the retirement fund. Thank you for everything that you do, Clark. And P.S., my friends call me the fanciest cheap person. <laughs> so often call me and say, hey, what deals and what tricks have you learned from that Clark guy you listen to? <laughs> so happy to um, get the opportunity and have a wonderful day. Thanks for everything, Krista and Clark. Thank you very much. Sorry I stepped on you. I was just so excited for you. You're paying off those stinky private student loans. And what a great Christmas gift to yourself doing that. And I'm glad we've been able to be helpful to you and of service to you. It's our goal to do that. And you mentioned books. I stopped writing books nine years ago. I have no intention of writing another book, although Krista Mm -hmm. really wants me to write one more. And it's because people want information up to the minute. They want it available to them, and they don't have to buy a book. And so that's why we put so much emphasis starting in 2012 on our websites and newsletters and the rest, which are free to read and use. So thank you very much for that. And the websites are Clark.com, ClarkDeals.com. And I hope you have an absolutely great rest of your day.